Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Good morning. This is hour number two of mornings um, without Carmen. Yeah, she's got the day off. She'll be back here tomorrow. I'm Paul Perot, usually the producer. Ryan's doing that today, ever so faithfully. And, and well, we're still here helping you apply the mind of Christ to the matters of the day. Now, we were talking just a little while ago with Daniel Bennett about his experience with that uh, chat GPT chat bot thing. And a lot of people have been doing having fun with that. AI is kind of interesting. Somebody asked an AI program i forgot the actual name of the program it's a graphic art program it can do art and asks it give me the face of god and let's just say some of the it did several different images some interesting some creepy i'm going to put a link to the show notes and it's again understand a lot of the ai they can only go by what is out there in the you know in the internet world to try and create something or calm you know collate stuff together so yeah it's interesting art but it's i i highly doubt it has seen the face of god some sad news over the uh christmas week some notable deaths you heard in uh in the sift the world news uh, group sift about um, anita pointer one of the pointer sisters has passed away 74 i think so she was still pretty young but on december 30th on friday a uh, longtime broadcast journalist, Barbara Walters. She was picked on. I remember how they made fun of her on Saturday Night Live back in the day. Um, and then, but she, whether you agree with a lot of her stuff or not, she was an amazing person in the area of broadcast journalism. Well, she passed away at the age of 93. Also, Pope Benedict the uh, 16th, or should I say Pope Emeritus, because he had stepped aside and we had, there's Pope Francis in the Catholic Church. Well, Pope Benedict, at the age of 95, passed away on December 31st. And I'm going to share a couple of articles in our show notes, one from a, Brit, a rather European Christian news site looking at Pope Benedict's life, another one from World Opinions, an article that was written by uh, Carl Truman, who we've had here on uh, Mornings with Carmen a few times, remembering Pope Benedict. Yeah, you may not agree with uh, his theological viewpoints, but his analysis of secular culture was very good, and that's something that uh, that Carl Truman points out. I saw a news article this morning about him passing, and some of his final words, he faintly spoke, Lord, I love you, shortly before he died. On Saturday morning. So again, Pope Benedict XVI, Pope Emeritus, passed away right before the end of the year. So as we look toward transitioning to 2023, what's the stuff that you're trying to leave behind in 2022? Or maybe stuff that's earlier, uh, life baggage. Have you spent time actually really reflecting on the past in a constructive way 
to benefit yourself heading into 2023. That's something Dr. Linda Mental and I are going to be talking about in one minute here on Mornings with Carmen. Again, I'm Paul Pro filling in here on Faith Radio. Okay, a lot of people talking. New year, new you. Well, have you dealt well with the stuff of the past? I'm Paul. This is Mornings with Carmen. I'm filling in today here on on Faith Radio. And Dr. Linda Mintel, who is the host of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show, heard weekends here on Faith Radio, joins us on a regular basis. Hey, Happy New Year, Linda. Happy New Year to you. It's so good to hear your voice oh, and uh, your you. familiar voice to the audience, even though Carmen is on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I sneak in here and there. sleeping in at this moment, yes. <laughs> no, I'm sneaking in when I can. How was your Christmas, by the way? It was great. We had a family here, and we were not part of all that travel drama. Oh, it's got in oh, and out good. on off days based on, and my one daughter was traveling on Southwest, so oh. <laughs> we were holding our breath, but she had a great, she went back yesterday. She had no travel drama, so we're very grateful oh, for that as so well. Good. Oh, yeah, that was such. That was such. something. Yeah. <laughs> something I, I, well, and again, the weather was just crazy, too. I still look at, yeah. uh, you know, how many how many feet of snow, like Buffalo, New York, has oh, gotten yeah. this year? I mean, they're way past their seasonal average for the entire winter season, and uh, my prayers for them. That's and why they, I don't live there. <laughs> Well, that's why you don't live up in places like I do in Minnesota, yeah. you know? I used to. I used that's to. That's true. So I'm, I'm very familiar. I'm a northerner by uh, background and uh, childhood, so yeah. I understand all those snowstorms and how difficult it is, but well, I'm you, you glad like, to not be You were in Chicago, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, Chicago, Michigan. Uh, uh, grew up in you, Michigan you know so about snow squalls. I know about snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, how about thinking about as we transition from 2022 to 2023, and, you know, as people want to start that whole new year, new me type stuff. And yet dealing with the baggage of the past is important. And you have a great blog post up you put up right before the end of the year about the power of reflection. Uh, okay, let's start off. First off, what do you mean when you say reflecting on your past, on yourself? Well, I'm I'm really talking, there's really two layers to this that I, I didn't go into as detailed, but I was thinking about it before we were, were talking this morning. And one, Paul, is a, a, f- a formal type of reflection that you would do at the end of the year. So we actually did this as a family. Hmm. We actually sat around and we said, okay, let's talk about what went really well this year, what things were just wonderfully positive, what were the blessings of God, what benefits did we see from the Lord. And we had this really great conversation about the many things that God has done. And I was thinking as we were doing it, you know, there's that old hymn that says, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Right. And I used to sing that in the church. And I thought, it's really good to do that because as you begin to reflect on the past year and all that God has done, I mean, we just had so many moments that we could think of where where we, we really knew that God's hand was in it, that we had made changes and God had sustained us and people that we knew who are comforted, our health, all those things that we don't always take the time to sit and reflect. And I think as a Christian, as a person of faith, it's so important to do that, not just once a year, but then do that on a particularly regular basis. And one of the gifts that I, I had asked for this Christmas that my son got me was 
a leather-bound uh, devotional, uh, My Utmost for His Highest, oh, yeah. by Oswald Chambers. Now, I've read it before, but what I love about the devotional is it has a reflection, uh, journaling part of it on each of the entries. So this morning it was a, about going out. Um, you go out and you don't know where you're going. So, you know, part of it is we depend on who God is. We don't always know what God is going to do, but we depend on who he is and what he's going to do. And we allow complete surrender and allow the God, God to lead us in our daily lives. And so that's another type of reflection where you could start your year with just developing a good habit of every day I'm going to get up, I'm going to read a scripture, or I'm going to use a devotional, maybe jot down a few thoughts. Now, not everybody loves to write, so that's okay. You can just think it through as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've encouraged people is you can informally reflect. You can reflect in the car or in the shower or, you know, taking a walk, or you can be more, you know, formal by journaling every day if you want to do that or once a week or something. But the idea is to pause, to sit and think about the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And then also, are there other areas of your life that you might want to improve, that you might want to say, okay, I really need to work on this this year, because this is going to be important in terms of my faith and my my relationships and moving forward in a positive way. Okay, now this is where we need to go after the break, because you just brought up something about the areas of improvement, which means you have to reflect upon weaknesses, mm -hmm. upon shortcomings you might have. And for some people, that can lead to a, an, a mental, emotional death spiral. So I, I'm, I want to pick up from there. How do you, again, reflect and reflect well upon things so you can make the improvements, that you can receive, first receive forgiveness from God, but then move forward? So when we come back, I want to pick up there. We're talking here with Linda Mintel of the Dr. Linda Mental Show, which you can find at MyFaithRadio.com. If you are not able to listen on the weekends, the podcasts are up there uh, where she deals with issues like this and so much more. The Relationship Doctor will continue talking with Linda in just a moment here on Faith Radio. Please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible gift to Faith Radio before the year ends. You can give now by texting the word GIVE to 877-933-2484 or join the support team at MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks a lot. This is Mornings with Carmen. I'm Paul Perot on Faith Radio. Now, just real quickly, later this month, we want you to join us and do something to change, maybe not the world. It will change the world eventually, but changing the life of one child. You can find out more right now about One Child. We did a campaign last January asking you to sponsor a child, be part of this child, this child's life, be a child champion for them. You, you can find more right now at MyFaithRadio.com. Com. Well, Linda Mintel is joining us as we get transitioning from 2000, 2022 to 2023 and reflecting. And, and as we're talking, it's important for us to be able to reflect. And Linda, you brought up reflecting upon, like you did with your family, the goodness of God, how he has met you this past year, how he has worked through this past year, reflecting on Scripture, reflecting devotionally in important ways. The flip side is we also need to reflect upon, as we said, things we want to improve, which means we have to deal with shortcomings. And that can be hard for some people because once they start reflecting on that, they start beating themselves up. 
Yeah. Well, so let's start with Psalm 139, 23, which okay. says, search me, God, and know my heart, test me, and know my anxious thoughts. Mm. So, you know, there is a part of us that has to examine, and the self-examination of our heart is very important. What are my motives? How do I respond to people? Am I doing the things uh, in my relationships that are helping my relationships or hurting my relationships? Am I distracted? Am I stuck? Am I using substances? Or are other things happening in my life that I really need to make a change of? And when you do that, there's a fine line between acknowledging a problem. And I, I talk about this in my book, Letting Go of Worry, where you're acknowledging a concern, but you're not looping on that concern mm -hmm. in a very negative, almost ruminating way. So part of that is, as Christians, we need to understand the grace of God. So God's grace is sufficient, right? So we can acknowledge our weaknesses. We can come before the Lord. This is what we do in repentance and in prayer. Uh, we we talk about our weaknesses with God, and we depend on the power of His Holy Spirit in us. And remember, this is not about you trying to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's really about you allowing the power of the Holy Spirit in you to change you and to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. So experiencing long, you know, patience and kindness and all of the fruit of the Spirit that the Bible talks about. So as you begin to say, okay, here's an area of my life I really need to change, you just lay that before the Lord and you say, God, I've not been able to make good progress on this. This is a really difficult area. Help me to see it, to recognize it, and by the power of the Holy Spirit in you, help me to change. And then, you know, Paul, sometimes I believe that you have to maybe go get some help for that. Maybe you need <laughs> yeah. to go see a Christian therapist and talk about where am I getting stuck? Why am I getting stuck? And part of what I used to do in therapy with people when I was doing that full time is I would say, well, you know, let's let's talk about that. Is that really in line with the principle of you're you're stuck on this and you're beating yourself up? But is that what the word tells you to do? Once you've asked and confessed your sins, the scripture says God is faithful to, you know, to, to forgive them and they're gone. Mm -hmm. So you need to move forward. And part of that is um I really like this this sort of notion in the that is in the um, sort of positive psychology right now. It doesn't mean that it's scripture based, but it is um, not. It is not inconsistent with scripture, and that is not having what we call a fixed mindset, where you think, "Well, I'm just like this. I can't change." You know, it all depends on my talents and my abilities, mm -hmm. or the people I know, or the money I have, or whatever. No, you need a growth mindset where you begin to say, "Okay, this was a challenge I faced. I didn't do very well with it." What can I learn from that challenge? What did I, when I failed at this, what was it that was happening that led to my failure? And we do a lot of that in therapy. We look at, well, what happened when you failed? This is probably why. Maybe it's your thoughts. Maybe it's your actions. Maybe it's, you know, not regulating your emotions or whatever it might be. And then working on those parts of yourself so that you can continue to move forward in that growth mindset where you say, okay. I'm not very good at this now, but I'm going to continue to apply myself. I'm going to continue to make the changes I need. And I would really encourage people, if they're trying to make change, um, go to our podcast from this past weekend, because I talk about, and there's going to be a blog on this tomorrow again, in my on my blog, on my website. But I talk about, if you're going to make a change, there's there's two really important factors. It has to be important to you, not important to other people. So when you say, well, I'm going to change because my wife is, you know, not going to be happy with me if I don't, that's nice, but that mm -hmm. doesn't usually 
sustain change. It has right. to be important to you. And the other thing it has you have to have is some confidence that you can change. So you have to have a new strategy or you have to understand that the power of the Holy Spirit in you is strong enough to help you overcome or to resist temptation or whatever it is that you need to do to make that change. So if as you assess going forward and working on those weaknesses, ask yourself first, is it important? On a scale of one to 10, if you rate that under a five, probably not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And the same is with your confidence. So, you know, it's just a matter of acknowledging a problem, acknowledging a concern, and then figuring out with some problem solving and some good analysis, which is what reflection is. It's just looking at where did things, you know, where did things kind of go off and what can I do to make that different and make that a growth mindset in your future that with God's help, I can do this. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me, right? So we have lots of scriptures that talk about the power of change through the transforming that of Christ in our lives. Yeah. You know, so I, just I, don't get stuck in that that negative cycle right. of, you know, I'm oh God, I'm terrible. I've done this third <laughs> year in a row. You know, why I keep saying I want to do this and I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So let's look at the barriers. So this is what I do too in therapy is I say, what were the barriers to change? Because if you don't identify the barriers, you're not going to be successful. And that's usually the issue. This is a real good example of that would be with someone with an addiction. If they're, you know, they want to stop using, let's say, but they live right next to a ABC liquor store. Problem. And every time they go past it at night, they go home, they're going to get triggered. We know the brain triggers just by the sight of that store. Mm-hmm. They're going to get triggered and probably relapse. That's a barrier. You have to figure out what am I going to do about that? Am I going to take a different route? Am I going to come in a different way? Am I going to do what I need to do to be successful? As you remove those barriers, then change is possible and change is a lot more likely to be successful. Right. You know, I was reading that uh, or listening to the podcast and the blog post we have at MyFaithRadio.com, which we will put in the show notes. So if people are wondering where they can get it, it'll be in our show notes on our, to, for today's podcast. But what jumped out at me, I just... I kept thinking of the words of Jesus, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm. I mean, okay, yeah, I want to lose 20 pounds, but do I want to lose it enough that I'm going to look at that chocolate cake and say, nice. <laughs> which am I treasuring more? Yeah. And, what, what, what is the importance of that? So that's right. that important scale. Is it really? So if it's if it's important, but you're thinking, yeah, but I see, here's the thing people don't think about with change is. What do you get out of continuing to do that behavior? Mm-hmm. What are the positives about that behavior? Because we do things because we get some benefit from them. Right. We don't easily give them up because maybe the the cons of giving it up aren't as strong as the benefits that we get. Right. So, well, again, we'll have links to uh, both the power of reflection that uh, Linda talked about first, as well as her article about making changes in the new year. They'll be on the uh, in the show notes for the podcast today at myfaithradio.com later this morning. Uh, Linda, again, happy new year. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's so good to be part of this family. I hope people enjoy all of all of the radio uh, personalities, including you this morning. So Aww. they got a little treat as they woke <laughs> up this morning. So we love Carmen. We're glad to have her back. But uh, it's really nice talking to you as well, I Paul. appreciate that, Linda. Happy Thank New you. Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is Mornings with Carmen. Breakpoint is next. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. 
And you thought you were done with those cheesy Christmas songs, right? Well, okay, one more news story around that because it's happened. Uh, okay, it's not uh, Gayla Peavy, the young '50s child star singing that song who got the uh, got the hippopotamus for Christmas. The Metro Rich, uh, Richmond Zoo did. They had right before Christmas, back on December six, just in time. A pygmy hippopotamus being born to, they haven't named it yet, but its, uh, it's parents are happy, everything is going well, but uh, yeah, they, they got a hippopotamus for Christmas. They didn't announce it until just before Christmas, but there you go. Okay, one thing we talked about earlier on the show, Bible memorization. Maybe you're doing that. And I asked if you had some favorite tips to help memorize scripture. Well, somebody texted in and it said, here's the tip. Write out the verses on an index card, and on the flip side of the card, write just the first letter of each word to use that as a prompt. So, for example, they had uh, Psalm 23, T-L-I-M-S-I-S-N-W. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it goes on from there. By the way, this is all written out on an index card that they took a picture of and sent me, but clever, and I like that idea. It's a nice little game to help you in Bible memorization. Okay, as we're, maybe one of your goals as we're switching over to 2023 is finally to get your house organized, to get rid of the clutter. Then, then what's the thing? You, you have that as a goal. What do you do next? Well, back in October, Carmen had a chance to talk with Sharon Etchison of the Homemade Lovely website and blog, and also the author of her latest book. It's The Clutter Fix, The No-Fail Stress-Free Guide to Organizing Your Home. In three minutes, we'll be talking about some better ways to help you get your house organized in 2023. This is Mornings with Carmen. I'm Paul filling in here on Faith Radio. A mysterious star in the sky. It's bright like one and shines like one. A baby lying in a manger. There he is. After all this time. And a fulfilled promise. You will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. In Fulfillment is a biblical audio drama. Over 40 voice actors and the fulfilled moments of Jesus' life. Search In Fulfillment wherever you listen to podcasts or just go to MyFaithRadio.com. Even when it feels like my world is shaking Even when I've had all that I can take I know you never let me go Hey, I'm Paul filling in for Carmen. Mornings with Carmen here on Faith Radio for this first Monday, our first day back live. We had tape shows last week, and so it's great to be back. Carmen will be back tomorrow, probably still working on organizing things in her house. She probably has big wads of... You know, wrapping paper still lodged behind some furniture or under the tree and, you know, putting all that stuff away. And maybe you're kind of going, yep, that's my world today. I got the day off and I'm going to try and get all that stuff put away. And <sighs> a lot of clutter, a lot of clutter, not just the Christmas stuff, but other stuff. And maybe for 2023, one of your goals, your desires is to get your house organized. Have we got a treat for you? Uh, Shannon Atchison is back. We talked with her a few months ago about her book, The Clutter Fix, and she's got a great website with a lot of great ideas, and it's I love how devotionally it's set up, too, but homemade lovely. Shannon, thank you for joining us again on Mornings with Carmen. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay, i got to be honest, good. Shannon. Um, so when we were back right after Thanksgiving, getting all our Christmas decorations up, 
we had to move stuff around to get the stuff out of the garage yep. to get it put up. And then we had to make room in the living room. And it, let's just say, um, not only do I have a junk drawer in the kitchen, one of our unused bedrooms is now a junk room. <laughs> yeah, Christmas, it can throw a loop into organization and mess in the house for sure. Okay, and then not only just putting the Christmas stuff away and getting back to <clears throat> normal, <laughs> we, I'll be honest, my wife tries, but I'm, I, I need help. I'm the guy making them. <laughs> so getting decluttered is, yeah. is kind of a goal, and... Maybe and a lot of other people kind of groove with that, but okay. Let's first, as we want to organize our house and get rid of the clutter, we need to define some terms here. I mean, people think they know what it means, but I was going through your website and you actually have a nice definition of what clutter is. So let's start there. Yeah, I mean, clutter is anything that doesn't have a home, anything that's, you know, you can't easily put it away. So, you know, all that stuff that you said now spread out into a room in your spread house. Spread out? No, 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 um, it's piled in a room. Okay, piled into a room in your house. It needs to have a home um, if you're going to keep it. And if it's not stuff you need, then you need to part with it. Ah, there is that. So yeah, there's actually something else I want to bring up. And mm-hmm. people will talk about, okay, decluttering is a nice thing to do and everything. Mm. I I was impressed on your website, um, going through an article about decluttering your home you had a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You talk about clutter's impact on our physical and emotional health. I want you to express explain that. Um, okay, so from, you know, a, a spiritual sort of psychological point of view, uh, God is a God of order. And so we're created in his image. And so it's totally natural looking at it from that way that we would do much better in a space that is organized and clutter-free than in a play in a space that is chaotic and um and you know sort of disorganized and and a perpetual mess. Um psychologically, I mean I'm not a psychologist, but you know, same deal. It things that are orderly and at least neat and tidy, even if they're not perfect, you know that affects us mentally when you walk into a space and it makes us feel like our work is never done, which is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and from a beauty perspective, well, it's not real pretty to look at piles of mess everywhere. Right. And some of us function better in more, more beautiful spaces, even simple, beautiful spaces than just wildly, you know, piled messy spaces. Well, that actually brings up another point because, um, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, (laughs) There's certain personalities yes. that you you actually in your book, and you bring this out in, in your book again called The Clutter Fix, The No-Fail Stress-Free Guide to Organizing Your Home. Oh, I, I should mention real quickly, Shannon, we do have a few copies that uh, Shannon's publisher, Bethany House, graciously gave us for us talking today. So if you'd like to win a copy of this, get in on the drawing. Text the word book to 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. Just text the four letters book to that number, and you'll get a little message back. Click on the hyperlink and enter the drawing to be one of the winners of the clutter fix. Now, again, beauty in the eye of the beholder. Different people have different organizational styles, and you, you, you talk about that very thing about organizing personalities. Delve into that yeah. a bit more. 
Yeah. So in the book, I talk about clutter personalities and organizing personalities and sort of the clutter personalities are sort of why you collect clutter and everyone's different. Um, And then the organizing personalities are how you would best function in a space with specific types of organization. Um, And so, you know, the clutter personalities are things like you're a worrywart. And so you stock up on things just in case you're afraid that you won't have enough that, you know, really, if you go way, way, way deep down, perhaps you're concerned that God won't look after you when you need something. Mm -hmm. And so you just collect, you know, lots and lots of things because you're worried all the time. And so along with those, you know, personalities, there's how to handle them, how to sort of get your mindset in the right place so that you can, you know, when things come up, when you find yourself starting to, oh, I need that. Well, really, do you, um, you know, how do you counteract that? Sometimes clutter piles up because, you know, another clutter personality is you're a delayer. I'll get to it later kind of thing. Or you're, you know, personal here, Shannon. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Or you're a perfectionist or an idealist and you think, I'm not going to be able to do this perfectly now, so I'll get to it later, which is a little bit different than just I'll get to it later. It's, you know, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it at all. Um, And, you know, that that puts a cramp in, (laughs) in how your space is as well. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, just make some progress, make, get, you know, take some baby steps, get a little bit further. And so, you know, there's, there's several um, clutter personalities in the book that helps you identify why you collect clutter, which, you know, when you know the why it's a lot easier to, to tackle that and, and counteract that going forward. And then the organizing personalities, you know, it's, it, there's four organizing personalities based on four things. And that's, you know, do you like things all out in the open where you can see them? Do you like things behind hidden, like behind closed doors? And actually, can you keep them organized behind closed doors too, not just shove them in a closet? Now you're and getting then, personal again, Shannon. <laughs> I don't mean to. It's sort of, it's a common thing, you know, it's it a is, common it thing. Is. And that's, and that's why I talk about the personalities in the book, because we do like to identify and find, you know, what makes us unique, but what also makes us go, oh, you know what? I'm not alone. I'm like that. Like I I can handle this if I know that there's other people sort of out there like me. And so, you know, and the other two things are, do you like tiny, tiny little storage or like, you know, there's a, there's a container for um, paper clips and, you know, uh, staples and like, there's all these little things, or would you rather just put it all in one big container? Um, And so that sort of, the keys to the organizing personalities and, and there's more specifics of course in the book and yeah. and how, what would work well for you for organizing based on your personality. So if somebody were to ask themselves, Shannon, about, mm-hmm. um, okay, what organizational personality do I have? Cause okay. We, there's a lot of different clutter personalities, but mm-hmm. when you're getting down, like you said, there's four main organizing personalities. Mm -hmm. What are some questions people should ask themselves to determine, okay, what is my organizational personality? Because I've met, I've seen so many people, they say, okay, I found this idea on the web, great plans for, for doing this organization, but it's not part of their personality and they fall flat after a couple of days. So what are some good questions people can ask themselves? So, um, so there is in the book and on my website, actually, I have a quiz um, in the book. It's a, it's a written quiz that sort of just asks you some basic questions. You know, the first question is I prefer containers that are, and then it lists, you know, four different types of containers and that, and then you just 
based on that and then the rest of the questions, it sort of gives you an idea of what your personality is. And then on the on the website, I have a little bit, there's a little bit more of an in-depth quiz. Mm-hmm. And so that's just that if you search quiz on the web on homemadelovely.com, um, you can find that too. So that will really help you sort of, if you don't already know what organizing personality are, that will help you figure it out. Perfect. Homemadelovely.com. Tell you what, when we come back, I want to talk about people like me who get in the way of the organizers. Um, So working with those. uh, So Shannon, again, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, This is Mornings with Carmen. I'm Paul Perot. And as we continue, we'll talk more about how to better work with your family in decluttering your home. This is Faith Radio. Sign up for the free Bible in a Year reading plan at MyFaithRadio.com and get everything you need to follow the plan each day and stay on track, including a printed schedule. Sign up now at MyFaithRadio.com. I'm going to be joyful. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm going to be joyful. So you want to get organized, getting your home organized in 2023 as you're putting away all the Christmas ornaments, decorations, and packing stuff away. I'm Paul, and filling in for Carmen here on Faith Radio and talking right now with Shannon Atchison, who Carmen talked with back in October about her book, The Clutter Fix, The No-Fail, Stress-Free Guide to Organizing Your Home. Yes, we do have a few copies we're giving away, so to get in on the drawing, text the word book to 877-933-2484. All right, Shannon, uh, one of the questions I started with, uh, or at least when I was looking at your articles online, and you had something where you're talking about the biggest hindrances to dealing with clutter. We talked about some of the emotional stuff we deal with and that, but sometimes one of the biggest hindrances is, um, uh, me. (laughs) 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 So how do you deal with family members who, okay, they like the idea and principle of having things organized, but they're the ones leaving their socks here and leaving the (laughs) opened mail on the kitchen table and all this. (laughs) How do we deal with this? Yeah. So, you know, that's not at all uncommon. Again, like that's totally common to have someone who's really, really, really wants to do the decluttering and have a decluttered home and then someone else who doesn't. Sometimes it's a spouse or another adult that you live with, you know, a parent, a sibling, whatever. Um, And sometimes it's kids. And so there's, there's a couple different ways to handle it. For adults, you know, don't declutter their stuff for them. It's their stuff and you don't want to start off on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a- along with everything, when you share a space and a life with people is, you know, communicate, find out why they're hesitant to do this, why they find it so difficult, you know, to put the mail, if there's a spot for it, why it's so hard to put the mail. So maybe the system doesn't work, you know, um, set common goals so that you know, you're not spending all your time decluttering. And maybe that's one of the reasons they don't want to do it because it feels like it's all the time. And then, you know, be patient and show grace and help them to succeed. So again, like I said, if the systems aren't working in your house, if provided you have some, um, you know, if the systems aren't working, then figure out what would work better. So maybe, you know, that family member has a different organizing personality and you're trying to put things all behind closed doors because that's how you like them. But that just means out of sight, out of mind for your family member. Um, for kids, I mean, start small, um, be compassionate and respectful. They go through stages where they inexplicably want to hold on to things Mm -hmm. and it is a big deal to them. Um, 
And, you know, you might think it's, it's the thing that you want to get rid of that's causing clutter is nothing, but to that kiddo, that's sort of, it's a big deal in their life right then. And so just, just be a little bit flexible too. And then, yeah, like give them less stuff. So, you know, I know we just had Christmas and it's a little late to start for this year, like for Christmas now. Um, but you know, give them less stuff, give them experiences, spend time with them instead of always defaulting to giving them stuff and then Mm -hmm. teach them how to, how to do it, how to tidy up. Um, you know, our kids, even when they were small, you know, before they could read, we showed them how to tidy up. We created systems that worked. We had, you know, bins for their toys with a picture of the stuff that was supposed to go Mm, in the bin taped to the outside of the bin. So, you know, try and make it easy for people and, and, Showing gratitude and and giving praise kind of goes a long way for adults and kids. I mean, all of us like to hear that we're doing a good job and that we're appreciated. And so, you know, that's true of, you know, your spouse, your kids. If they make any effort, it's great to encourage them and tell them how much you appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You brought up a couple of things when you're just talking there about, number one, let's get back to the adults, you know, the husband and wife or whoever. Mm -hmm. Okay, you brought up personality issues because, okay, maybe – my, I have a certain organizational as well as a clutter personality, and yeah. uh, my wife has a different clutter and organizational and, and personality. And trying to get these things to mesh together, I guess. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know how if you deal, deal with that in the book, but I'm kind of going. All right, how do you uh, navigate these different personalities when it comes to that? So, in that case, you sort of work with the. Um, I don't want to say the lowest common denominator is what's coming to mind. But what I mean is, you know, work with what's going to be the easiest for everyone who Mm -hmm. has to use a space. So for example, in our kitchen, I would rather have things behind closed doors. Honestly, I like neat and tidy and and whatever, but we actually have open shelves in our kitchen um, for all the dishes because that's just easier for everyone in the house. It's easier for putting um, dishes away. It's easier when we host people and they know exactly where the cups and mugs are because they can see them. Mm -hmm. And so that's one way that we've decided to do it. Whereas, you know, in my own, in my room that I share with my husband, my stuff is put away in drawers behind, you know, in cupboards, whereas he's got his stuff out on, um, it's in the closet, but it's open shelving Mm -hmm. for him. And so, you know, whatever works best for, um, for people. So especially yeah, the behind closed doors or the, if someone's not going to bother to put things away in, in, you know, 15 small little can different containers in a drawer, you know, have one container. So at least then it's contained, it's contained in one big spot. So just make it the simplest for the person who likes the simplest form of organizing. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now, Shannon, as we just got a couple of minutes left here, I'm thinking yeah. for those as they're looking at the clutter right now, that they're, they're you know, all the Christmas decoration, there's the counter still has some Christmas cookies that and, and crumbs and all that. Mm. Any quick recommendations uh, for, you know, a quick declutter, at least to get back to somewhat normal and hopefully moving forward beyond that. But for right now, what can they do? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's similarly the same as any other time, but of course, Christmas adds to it. So go around and grab all the garbage really quick that you can see really easily. You know, the wrapping paper that you mentioned, the cookie crumbs, stuff like that. Throw that stuff out, um, you know, without even thinking about it. Just toss it. That makes it really easy that way. 
um, recycle packaging. If you've still got, you know, you open kids toys and there's packaging still <laughs> in the room where you open them, <laughs> um, put things back to the rooms they belong in at the very least. So, you know, kids, new toys, books, pajamas, whatever it is that you've opened in the last few days or the last week and put those things at least in the rooms that they belong in. And that's a start that gets, you know, sort of get the main areas tidied up as quick as possible. I'm going to share on my social media a little bit later today, um, a, a quick, well, it's not quick. It's a 30 day decluttering, but specific to doing it right after Christmas. And so it'll give, it'll give ideas. I mean, I have one of those in the book, but it's a general one. And so I'm going to do one specific to, you know, it's January and we've got a bunch of Christmas stuff out still and winter stuff. And so it'll, it'll be a little more specific. So there'll be something to tackle something easy-ish, but something to tackle each day for the next 30 days to just help you get your home more in order for 2023. So look for Homemade Lovely. You have it on mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, or just go to homemadelovely.com. You can find the social yep. media links for Shannon there. One more question for you, Shannon. Mm-hmm. And this this is getting into, all right, some people, when they, they get into this organizational mindset, really buy into it. It's like, and especially when they're doing it from a standpoint of, you were expressing at the beginning, because our God is a God of order mm-hmm. and beauty. Mm-hmm. And yet sometimes... That order and beauty can take the place. It, it, it becomes an idol mm. instead of right. making sure you're focused on God. And then what happens? Ungraciousness happens uh, in the home and you get judgmental. Right. You, you're not calling for that in any way, shape, or form. No, definitely not. The whole point is to make of decluttering and organizing is to make the space that you share with your family or even if you live on your own to make it more peaceful and not make it a place of contention and, you know, ungratefulness and stuff. And so focus on the things that you're grateful for, focus on what you can change. And, you know, you know, if you find that you're getting a little too, you know, stuck and stiff with it, pray and ask God to to sort of help you just ease up a bit. I mean, that's his heart. He wants you to be, to feel peace. And so, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't take it too far. If the grace is not there, there's, we got, yeah. you got deeper issues. And I think you cover that on your website very nicely as well. So I would encourage yeah. people to check out homemadelovely.com and you can connect on the social media feeds that uh, Shannon has mm-hmm. there. And of course, we are giving away copies of The Clutter Fix, Shannon's book, the No Stress uh, uh, pardon me, No Fail Stress-Free guide, guide to Organizing Your Home. We have a few copies to give away. If you'd like to get in on the drawing, text the word book right now, just the word book at 877-933-2484. Shannon, Happy New Year, and thank you again for joining us on Mornings with Carmen. Thank you so much for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is Faith Radio. Well, again, thank you for listening to Faith Radio. Mornings with Carmen. Carmen will be back tomorrow, and she'll have her line of guests. Hey, one more thing as we talk about decluttering, and this was originally profiled in the New York Times, but I saw an article over the over the Christmas break about it, about Luddite life teens and 20s, you know, people in that age frame, the the uh, older or the under ending part of the, you know, the millennials and the the Gen Z, and how they are decluttering their phones, getting rid of a lot of the apps, or even getting a flip phone because they're trying to get back to having human relationships. 
And I'm kind of going, you know, that is really cool. Even having some devices like the Light Phone, which won't allow you to have social media on it. It still works as a phone. Yeah, they're trying to get back to having human face-to-face relationships. I think that's a good thing to declutter and, you know, getting away from all our tech and getting more in tune with God. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.